Cool. So I normally start these by asking people, you know, how about their journey, how they got to where they are. Um, I feel like I want to do the same with you. But I want to sort of, I want to do something different. No, <laughs> I don't want to start them all the same. So let's have, why don't you tell us like a weird fact about yourself, something that people don't really know. Something weird fact. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think here. A weird fact about myself, dude. That is actually probably the toughest <laughs> question I've been asked. Um, well, I guess a lot of people probably don't know, which um, I've kind of started to dive a little bit deeper, um, is that I grew up as like an only child, which is not really like that interesting about me. But I think that that fact has kind of like shaped like who I am today. Yeah, um, yeah. provides an like, dynamic. I didn't it? have like a whole, I didn't have like brothers and sisters growing up, you know, so like I had this like, just like a friend group of people and they, those friends became my brothers and sisters, you know. So for me, it was always like having the need to just like build community around me, you know, and like yeah, yeah. being a child and like that fact alone, I guess, is what made me, you know, again, who I am today and like having this need to build a friend group and connections and just connect with people all over the world, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that, Maybe that's, I don't know if that's like the most interesting fact, but that's like a big component of like who I am as a person. And a lot of, a lot of times I don't share that, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's an interesting point, actually. It reminds me of the saying that, you know, you're the five, you're the sum of your five closest people to you. Do you think that's true of you? Do you think they've had like quite a big effect on you? Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I would say that's 100% true. Um, mostly, you know, especially in the last like, couple of years, I've tried to actually kind of filter out the people that I spend a lot of time with. Yeah, um, yeah. Just I do really do think that's like 100% true is that like without even noticing it, you're picking up the habits and the routines of those that you surround your time with. Um, and so I think for me, it's again, been like filtering um, and, you know, minimizing potentially that time I spend with people that aren't on the same path or same desire or same ambition that I have too, you know, because otherwise the energies kind of conflict. And then a lot of times you end up not getting where you want to go because part of the time you're leveraging your own energy where you want to go, then you get held down by people that, you know, aren't going in the same space as you are, you know? Yeah, sure. And you grew up in Milwaukee, right? Uh, yeah, I grew up in actually in Madison, which is just like a little bit west of Milwaukee. Um, and then I went to school to be an engineer in Milwaukee and then yeah, yeah. I'm a business partner in school and then sure. started a business together. How was that? Because there seems to be a lot of people from, from around there all over yeah, dude. feed for, for the last 12 months yeah for sure i don't know what it is you know i've had that conversation with a lot of people there's a there's a like a heavy linkedin you know um dominance yeah. i guess here in milwaukee if you will there's just a lot of active people um i think a lot of it comes from just like some of the early creators on like linkedin and from like a video standpoint we're from sure. milwaukee and so i think that their influence around um and just the nature of who they were as people have like created this other influence of creators in the city i guess if you will yeah yeah it's huge and i saw that obviously you went to uni nearby and um you started a clothing brand at uni and that was sort of the start of your entrepreneurial journey yeah that was definitely the start of the journey for sure yeah so my buddy and i we bought a screen printer like our junior year of college and we yeah. just started like printing clothes um didn't do the actual like printing for very long realized we weren't very good at that process didn't have like all <laughs> the necessary equipment so then we kind of just said F that where we're going to go just kind of dish the screen printer and start like a clothing brand. And then that kind of like got us into like branding and um, just like leveraging my social media to like make sales. And then that's all I translated now. And so like running like sales funnels and helping organizations like sustainably scale um, by like acquiring clients and employees for them. Yeah. Awesome. It's an interesting dynamic running a business whilst you're at uni. Uh, it's obviously something that I've done as well. People, mm -hmm. A lot of people think that 
university is a ridiculous concept, especially for an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Um, what are your, I disagree with that. I think without university, I wouldn't have got on this journey and I've learned a shit ton at uni that I don't think any other environment could have taught me. It's also provided as a sort of an environment where I can take risks. Uh, it's, it's like a safe environment for risk, if you like. Do you, so, do you agree with that view or yeah, what are your views on entrepreneurship and, and university? Yeah. What's interesting is like, I think um, for me, it was like not so much like the skills I learned in like the university, but it was more so like, like the network of people that I met. And then also like my own like personal like traits that were like developed, you know, like a sense of like, like utter like discipline to get like work done and, you know, not just get it done, but get it done well and in a timely fashion, you know? So the traits yeah. that came from the university go far deeper than like the actual degree that I got. Cool. It was more so again, the connection and then like the self development traits that I developed through that process um, just yeah. to stay like consistent and make sure you're doing well in school. Um, but I think like, this is definitely like, a time and place, you know, if you know right away out of high school, exactly what, what you want to be doing, then do that, you know? And it's like, there's yeah. definitely a lot of a lot of costs that come with the university, but at the same time, if you place yourself right and you put in the effort, like it's definitely going to be there's going to be return. It's just a matter of you finding that return, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so easy to to waste the time away, if you like, you know, you're probably super not going to get a chance like you do that young, where you sort of have the freedom and the I don't want to say lack of responsibilities, but you don't have mouths to feed if you like, you have kids to feed or or maybe not necessarily a partner or whatever to, to be concerned about right yeah dude that's 100 percent the truth and i mean that's like the reason why we all my business partner and i kind of went all in on our business right away when we were you know i'm 26 so it's like i don't have a house you know i have a car that i'm selling and process. i don't have any kids you know I'm not married so it's like my obligations and my daily responsibilities are low as they're going to you know, like now is the time to like go all in and make, take the risk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. 100%. So, so transitioning from your clothing brand into um, sort of social media marketing, how did you, how was that transition? What was it like, you know, getting your first couple of clients? How do you sort of make the transition? Was it smooth? Yeah. I mean, it was as smooth as it could be. I mean, I think that like, <laughs> what when you start something new it's going to be a little bit chaotic obviously um yeah, yeah i think one of the biggest problems that like every business has is every, every entrepreneur right away when they start is again it's just exposure like it's not like you suck people just don't know who you are you know so so yeah. same thing you know we knew what we were doing and we knew we could get results but it was just a matter of like demonstrating that to people and we don't have any case studies you don't have any testimonials on paper it's hard for people to take you seriously right away you know especially in the marketing space it's because like everybody's trolling marketing stuff now everyone's doing their apps or doing web development, like everybody gets hit up with that nine times a day, you know? So you have to find a way to like stand out in the crowd. And one thing that I think I've been like really big on like recently is that like, and I talk to my business partner about this a lot is that, you know, everything's a commodity, like literally everything's a commodity. So it's like very rarely do you find someone that's like doing something that no one else is doing. Right. So really the differentiator is your communication and your message, the context of your message, you know, so, I mean, there could be a hundred guys that sell toothpaste, but the one that communicates to the end consumer the best is the one that's going to win the business, you know? So like communication is like often like the variable. And I think that's like why we're in the communications business is that we teach people how to communicate with their end user in a way that they most likely have not thought about up till this point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So how did you stand out in the first place from, you mentioned 
about the competition and it's a very good point this yeah no doubt yeah i think one of our um you know leverage points right away is the fact that we could actually meet with our clients like in person so we start like locally yeah. and we still work majority with local clients um but one of the abilities and one of the advantages of ours um you know i don't like to say that like our services or products are better i like to show that you know obviously i don't like to go around promoting that but one of the things that we used to leverage was like hey like i'll actually like be in your business i'll help be helping you coach i'll help you nurture leads um, I'll be helping you through the process. We'll create like custom content for your business. So we're not just running like stock photos and stuff like that. So I think it was like more like the in-person ability and like being able to like leverage the in-person relationships is kind of like what really got us like off the ground. And yeah, then obviously you build those like fans and clients that you really serve really well. And then eventually they just start spreading your word just by the nature of humans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love that point about the human relationships. That's something I'm a huge advocate um, massive it's the only thing that's important yeah i think i like to say that b2b is dead and it's about like human to human marketing h to h h to h love it dude yep i'm gonna start using that i'll give you credit for it no worries that's good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. absolutely and do you think is that something that you like to sort of translate into the work that your clients do so do you try and push them to, to build personal relationships with their customers absolutely yeah um so like in marketing and like in what we focus on is like direct marketing so like generating names and numbers and having people opt in to give the client or the business owner whoever it is permission to reach out to users that are interested in their business yeah, yeah. and right right away and like you know one of the first things we coach on is that like your first goal is to not just like sell these people, whatever you're selling, whether it's a gym, whether it's a chiropractor, not just like sell them your services over the phone, but like literally your whole mission is to get them in the door, bring them in the door, talk to them as a person, get to know what they want, figure out if you're like a good fit for each other. And if so, then go on to the actual, you know, the monetizing and like the money and the sale. Right. So yeah. right away, it's just like getting people in the door, which again comes back to the human relationship is that like, I'm more concerned about the relationship and the well-being of this person and seeing if I'm a good fit for them than I am just collecting a quick short-term dollar, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's like our first like coaching thing is like, okay, don't worry about making money on the phone. Get them in your business, start that face-to-face -face relationship, and then the money will follow. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of that comes from people being so worried about not making a sale. You know, the first selling opportunity, mm -hmm. they want to jump to that sale. But if you, if you build a relationship even if someone isn't willing to buy now, they might buy in two, three, 12 months time. And I've certainly exactly. I've done that myself. And you know, if you jump to that selling conversation before you've built a relationship, it's, it's going to turn them off if they're not that interested in the moment. You know? 100%, dude. And yeah. And that goes both ways, man. Cause it's like, okay, so I just like, think about it. I spent my time, to reach out to you or to reach out to someone that potentially is a fit for me. And if I go in for the direct sell and I come off all like push, well now I've already butchered my chance versus if I take a little slower and develop a relationship with that person, now I'm actually gonna have rapport with them. And I'm also gonna be able to get access to people in their network too, you know? So if I can't work with them, potentially they know someone that can work from, or I can work for or vice versa, you know? So like if you take it slower, then you get access to like a whole bunch more people rather than just turning someone yeah. off with a quick sale right away you know yeah 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 hugely important and that actually mm -hmm. reminds me of, of a video you posted on linkedin today uh you're talking about how you've changed from to a sort of stage where you're 
trying to build up traits now, right? You're mm-hmm. not sort of you're not stacking skills, you're stacking traits. And I think building a relationship is one of them. So that video really rang true with me because again, I'm a quite a big advocate that in goal setting we should, you know, focus on the kind of person we need to be rather than things we need to do. Um so yeah, how important is as stacking traits been for you have you noticed like significant changes since you started doing that compared to just completing actions or or building skills yeah for sure and i think everything needs to be like super intentional um and so again it's one of those things where like you know in the first year or two or three even three years of any sort of business like you're encountering different problems therefore you have to acquire different skills to overcome those problems right but eventually like you know, it's easy to get like 80% knowledge, but then like, you know, if you're trying to get to hundred percent, it's easy to get the first 80, but the other 20 is going to be a lot more difficult. You know, it's like, you know, I was just talking to a gentleman on the phone this morning who does like elite strength training. Right. And so basically like his client is like already a super, super good athlete and he just helps them get like one or 2% better in certain areas. Right. So yeah, that's basically like the focus is like, okay, just if I'm good, we're good at what we do, but what are the other little micro actions that we can take that are going to make us one, two, three, four, five percent better, you know? And that's a lot of that comes down to the discipline, the focus, the intention of actions, you know, making sure we're doing the right thing, making sure we have the right goals set, making sure we're holding ourselves accountable. So it's like the little things that you repeat over and over, you know, we call it the boring work, right? So you do the boring work over and over and over again, and eventually it just adds up. And eventually, like, the more disciplined and focused you can be, the more focused you are on doing the boring work, the more is going to come out in the back end, right? It's like, if you really think about any organization, it moves. Like, it's not like going to the conferences. It's not going to, you know, the, it's not doing the fun things that move the needle. It's the things that are boring. It's the cold calling. It's the reaching out to people. It's the boring work, literally, that drives the results, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so then more so the traits come in is allowing you to stay focused and stay intentional on what you're doing in the boring category. Yeah, having that discipline to, to do it every day, even though you might not enjoy it, you're going to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, and the reason I call it the boring work is I think people get, you know, I'm guilty of it too. Like, I, you know, you work from, you know, whatever hour to whatever hour, and at the end of the day, you, you get bored, or at the end of the week, you get bored. You know, you're just like, the human is like not trained to do repetitive work over and over and over again. So the more you can like train your mind to focus on like the outcome, rather than just like, okay, I am not really necessarily enjoying every second of this process every day, but I know what I'm doing is contributing to what I want to be doing. So then allows you to like, again, like hone in on your discipline, your focus. Yeah. That's awesome. And how do you, when you do switch off, how do you have like a a means of doing that? Do you take whole days off work or how do you like to sort of. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, Still trying to like balance that usually like Monday through like Friday evening is like pretty, pretty all in um i've actually like been like mostly working on like friday and part of saturday now too usually sunday is kind of like an all on like pretty much just get away from everything kind of day like i i'm pretty hard to access on the phone on sunday you know i kind of just tune the world out um just because i spend so much time just on like social and communication it's just like i need to take a little break for myself for sure um but i found that like obviously taking like time a day to like you know do some yoga or do some meditating or exercising and just like every day finding some point in the day to take care of yourself first is what's really going to matter because again if you want to you know it's the same shit like when you go on a plane they tell you to put your own mask on first you know so it's like it's the same thing right you have to like until you help yourself you can't help anyone else you know so a lot of people that we've encountered in milwaukee that are really successful is like they spend the first two three hours a day getting their own mind right doing the exercise doing the meditation doing the reading and the learning 
And then they're going on the back end at like eight or nine, eight or nine a.m. when the day starts, and then they're adding value to other people, right? So, um, you know who Mark Metry is? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. So he always says this one of his podcasts. About he's a beast stuff. for sure. Yeah, he's a monster. Yep. So yeah, one of the things he says too is like, wait, when you wake up in the morning, don't look at your phone right away. Don't look at your text. Don't look at your emails because then you because then you start your day on somebody else's thoughts. You know, yeah. like you're starting yeah. your day someone else solving someone else's problems, which is an immediate recipe for burnout and disaster, right? So I try and start the day like, you know, or at least end the night in some capacity, do something that is only focused on like on yourself and making sure that your head is in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. I love that quote that you use, until you help yourself, you can't help anyone else. I'm going to say that to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, so true. Awesome. Well, it's been great chatting with you over the last 15 minutes or so. Um, absolutely man. Some, some really awesome parts of discussion that were great as mm-hmm. i mentioned i like to finish on a quick fire round just to okay help the audience get to know you as a person better yep um are you ready for it up for it i think so yeah yeah it's not that bad <laughs> it's not uh, that i'm bad. ready dude cool so early starts or late nights i think we know this uh late nights but i'm trying to switch it to early starts yeah. <laughs> drinks with the mates or dinner with a date Ah, uh, man. Probably dinner with a mate. I would say the last five years, six years was the opposite, though. Okay. Apple or Android? Apple. Video or text content? Video. All day. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Ah, uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. Books or podcasts? Uh, for long-term consumption, books for just day day to day, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, so both, but for like, if I'm trying to like sit down and really learn something, then books. Okay, best book ever. Then, oh man, the most recent book that I read that was really good was uh, Dream One Hundred. That just like really teaches you how to like massively like get leverage points in your business. So, I would recommend that to anyone. Dream One Hundred. Cool. Uh, films or box sets? Uh, films. Best film. Uh man, that's a, that's a tough question too. One of my favorite like classic films is The Godfather, just because I'm into all that like mafia stuff, which is kind of weird. Um, uh, otherwise, my probably favorite like film of all time is called is Rat Race. It's just a dumb oh, yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Great that's film. a good movie, man. It's yeah, one of my yeah. favorites. I saw it when I was a lot younger, and I was like, this movie's the shit. Yeah, it's class. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. And lastly, sum yourself up in three words. Um, like three to three adjectives. Any three words? Any three words? All right. Um, intuitive, disciplined, and funny. I like that a lot. Awesome, mm-hmm. man. Great. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time. It's been great having you on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Sam. It's been a lot of fun. It's fun to talk with like-minded individuals. Hope you got some value out of it. Oh, big time. I hope the audience have too. For them, where's the best place to check you out? LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn. uh, You can search uh, Jeff VK or Jeff Van Campen. Uh, You know where to find me if you want. If you put out tags in your podcast, you're welcome to throw my link in there. Otherwise, business website is uh, uvkmedia.com. There you go, guys. Check Jeff out there. He's got some awesome stuff. Awesome. Appreciate you, Sam. Yeah, thanks for your time. Anytime, brother. Thanks again.